0: All right. Welcome back to the Dark to Light show. My name is Josh. Uh, Hope everybody is doing well out there. Here with Jim Price. Jim, how are you doing?
1: Hello guys. Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. It's
0: Friday.
1: I don't know what that means. It but yeah. It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, Jim, Only, I got uh, I got to refresh my browser. Why don't you take the show for okay. just a second? I'll be right back.
1: So the rest of you guys are out there doing your uh, weekend uh, countdown. You got five hours till the five o'clock. Woo-tch, the old whistle goes off, so you guys can head to the hills and have a great weekend or whatever. So that's uh, that's what you got to look forward to. Hey, uh, Bob, I got a feedback still. Okay. Head to the uh,
0: hills. Isn't that a, like a the hills. a Judas Priest song? Oh, run <laughs> to the hills.
1: I don't think that's how they sang it though. I, I really no, no, absolutely,
0: did. absolutely not. No, no. They, they they can sing just a little bit better than me. Um, oh,
1: Josh, I like your singing is amazing though. Don't don't t- don't count it down. Uh, well, it's and a, you know it's you, you can tune. be a not woman a or a man or you could just be whatever you want to be, Josh. It's okay. Everything's great. It's great. It's fine.
0: No, no, know, I know. No, not really. So. <laughs> So, you know, Jim, we start today off with uh, Joe Biden's executive order authorizing 3,000 selective reserve troops to active duty to go over to Europe. We've already had a massive amount of U.S. troops on their way over to Europe over the last year. This one is in lieu of the uh, the meeting the other day at the NATO meeting in Poland Mm -hmm. with Zelensky.
1: uh Hey, hey, you – and I I was – I understand there's guard. It was the state level, right, reserves, or the guard is the state ran. But the reserves is the federal ran, uh, part-time guys. And those guys that thought they were going to do the one weekend a month and all that and still get their military stuff, they – and then they found out that, oh, the pedo in chief's going to send them to Ukraine. I don't think those 3,000 people are very happy right now because this is not what they really thought they were signing up for. They never really thought they were going to have to go into some proxy war where we're trying to create a – the uh, destruction of the U.S. currency and the and a global uh, battle between uh, everybody and you know Russia. This is, this. is I know these guys did not sign up for this. And what do you do? Josh, what would you do? If you were enlisted to say that you're to protect this country, but you're being sent into a war that you know is absolutely fictitious, what would you do?
0: Hmm. Well, that, that's, you know, and, and uh, to say this lightly, that's one of the reasons I joined the Navy.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, because it was a war that I didn't agree with, and uh, you know, I knew that uh, there was various different operations that the Navy did, and luckily for me, the first two deployments I did uh, were maritime interdiction operations in the South Pacific. Uh, But you know, what would I do in this sense? Well, I I would do my duty. I would do my duty and my service to my country because I know that me being there would help wake up other people and help other people, and maybe there would be something that I could contribute. You know, God puts us in a, in a place where we're supposed to be at. And so if that's the fate of of, of our life to where we're supposed to be, then we're supposed to be there. Um, but, you know, talking about this, these 3,000 troops, this is just the first deployment. There's going to be a lot more. And this is con- without congressional approval, by the way. It's for everybody who out yeah. there wants to know this. Yeah. And uh, th- there's a few things to keep in mind here because the meeting in uh, – in, the other day with nato was very very important so the rumors that came out of the meeting is that Zelensky had a one-on-one with biden and threatened biden with exposing all of the corruption the lies the secrets and uh about the united states and about uh joe biden if he did not comply with the request for better weapon. So this is why Ukraine's getting cluster bombs and F-16s. But if you remember F-16s and cluster bombs, Putin at the beginning of this, kind of non directly, mm-hmm. publicly, came out and said, you know, if the West wants to support them with blankets and money, that's fine, but they will not give them certain weapons of war. And he drew a very thin red line and said, these are the weapons of war that the the West cannot give them. And the West came back and said, we have no intention of giving them those types of weapons. And <laughs> Putin said that if they do, this is going to be – we will perceive this as an attack by NATO. And those right. uh, those weapons were, well, tanks. Uh, they yeah. were cluster bombs. They were F-16s, yep. which now we're supposedly giving to Ukraine. So the one thing that you have to keep in mind here is that NATO wants to instigate a war with Russia. They want Russia to retaliate. So crossing the red line is a move meant to get Russia to to basically attack a NATO nation or basically implement Article Five of NATO, which Russia okay. is not going to fall for. This Russia is not dumb, uh, but I find it interesting that on, around the same day that uh, the Biden announces the 3,000 troops to Ukraine, we have Russian General Igor Krilov, uh, you know, coming out and, and talking more about the bio labs. We have a lot of Russians talking about the bio labs. Right. And you know this is a big concern because if Ukraine falls and Russia basically starts leading the international community, the United States is going to be tried under international biowarfare laws uh, because yeah. of what has happened here. Then on the other side of this is that they need a a reset. They need something so large, cataclysmic in this world to happen that everything against Joe Biden goes away, everything against the deep state goes away, that people stop paying attention to the criminality that has been orchestrated by our government and instead start focusing in on one singular issue that can be controlled and dominated by the mainstream media. And so they need a war with Russia, a kinetic war with Russia. And they don't want it to turn into World War Three. They don't want it to be nuclear, but they need something to where they can amass troops in Europe and that they can go in and start trying to take out Vladimir Putin because he is the biggest threat to the Western global order that they've had. and probably Probably a hundred years, and the problem that I see right now with this first move of moving troops into Ukraine, specifically, is that this is the first step towards war, World War III. And China just came out today and said that NATO is a an instigator of fights; they're 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 bad people. And so you know what exactly what's going to happen is if this turns into a war with Russia, which it is going to, it is going to evolve to this level. Guys, there is no peace talks. There's no negotiations. Nobody's meeting and saying, hey, let's let's discuss this or talk about this. Uh, we have a Wagner group that is strate- strategically pre- uh, um, placed right now just north of Kiev and Belarus. And eventually what's going to happen is they're going to go in there – and see, here, here's the thing about about Belarus' positioning of Wagner and Kiev is that right. Putin does not want to topple the Kiev government. He, he does not right. want to go in there and take Zelensky out. He does not want to topple the Kiev government. <clears throat> he wanted to make this specifically about the Donbass region. He wanted to take back the Donbass region. Okay, The Russian military. The other military commanders, Krivalov and uh, Shogu and all these guys, they wanted to end this. And they knew by ending it, all they would have to do is missile strikes on Kiev, take out Zelensky, and it's over. Well, Putin yeah. does not want to do that because by doing that, that gives NATO the option. To determine that, hey, look, you guys just toppled a country and took out their leader and damaged their largest city. We had assets there. That's an attack on NATO, Article 5. Now you're at war with Russia or now you're at war with the NATO. And so that's one of the reasons why they didn't want to go into key. But that is the end game that if this does continue and it is continued to be perpetuated by the West, through the funding of cluster bombs, tanks and all these different types of missiles, hypersonic missiles are now going to be given to them. Uh, you have long range ballistic missiles that France is going to be given to Ukraine. Then this is why they have the end game in Belarus of the Wagner group who could easily go siege Kiev within less than 12 hours and take out Zelensky or arrest Zelensky. So We have a very critical situation right here brewing within Eastern Europe, and I think that within the next uh, two to three months, we will see this coming to a climax, and apex, because we're coming around that uh, November time frame, Jim. November to March of 2024, we're going to see some fireworks in this world. And what I mean by that is I've said false flags in the the, the past. I think that it's going to be a black swan, and, and this is cataclysmic in the sense of the global community because they black really swan, need like some, what do you
1: mean by black swan is this like a continental state city like what do you mean by uh, like the, i, I mean would say
0: uh, you know some type of attack uh on the west that Not is really. cataclysmic for the west and i would say more like a cyber attack an emp attack um some type of kinetic attack on um you know infrastructure, power infrastructure, you know, Mm -hmm. if you think about it specifically in the United States of America, there is six critical points of U.S. power grid infrastructure, which means that is if you had a saboteur, six saboteurs all operating at the same time in the same day that went and took out with a just a 308 rifle, these six spots in the United States, the whole grid would go down. And it would be months before you could get it back up again. And here's the thing. We're not the only country like that. Wow.
1: So well, I, 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 I think told we us, I can that. Like that. We're, we are very weak. I mean I, I don't think people realize our grid is like literally from 100 years ago. Everything that we do electronic or not electronic, but electrically across our country is literally 100 year old technology. We're not really doing anything that's amazing. Uh, we're still putting things on telephone poles. We're not using underground uh, boring techniques. We're not using electro transmission towers. Uh, we are weak across the board. And think of it this way it's almost as if to say that if you cut one area, the bleed out from that one area would cause devastation in regions. So let's say there's a, a, a part of, the, let's say, the Midwest. Uh, they, they start taking out parts of the grid in the Midwest. Well, it will affect all the way from Colorado, all the way through Missouri, up through Nebraska, mm-hmm. down into Texas. People don't realize that these little, these little quick, quick little glitches of things, we could literally be without power indefinitely. And, I de- and people don't understand that. Like, when I talk about, like, hey, have you played End of Days yet? You might want to fire up the old generator and see what's going on.
0: That's right. We'll talk more about that here in a minute when we come back with more Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back.
1: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
0: All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. So, you know, yes, sir. with this type of thing, this event happening, John, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe what we talk about on this segment is what people should maybe keep in mind. Um, and, and what they need to look for in their house. Because, firstly, most of the people that we're talking to right now live in the Northeast or in the North America, the northern, northern right. part of America. So it gets cold during the fall and the winter. So we have to keep that in mind. Roger that. Right? Um, number one thing. Always keep a full tank of gas in your vehicle. So if you get yep. that... I, I fill up at a half a tank. Every time. Half a tank, I fill up. Fill up at a half a tank. Because... If, if, if STHF, right, if stuff hits the fan, right. and you have a full tank of gas, whether you need to get away or whether you need to siphon that gas off and use it for uh, your generator, right? Um, right. Ha- you know, have a, a bug out zone, right? Protan- have a bug out a propane zone.
1: Propane tanks, extra, have an extra five or six propane tanks sitting around. They don't. Propane doesn't go bad you could just you know have them there for if you need to cook something heat something up boil some water you know your your outside grill becomes a cook station right
0: yeah so
1: uh oh i do one of the things i what? do with my What's gas there? tanks um so i have five gallon metal I, I buy the metal gas cans i know they're more expensive guys but at the end of the day they're actually more durable they last longer they seal better all that stuff and the pour spouts way easier um, but what I do is I rotate my gas into the lawnmower, but then also rotate. Like I'll put five gallons into the truck, you know, every you know once a month or once every other week, and then refill that gas tank. So I've always got new gas. I'm rotating, so I've got about twenty-five, thirty gallons of gas extra, just in case, right? So you never know, right? When well, you need uh, gas for your generators, you need gas for whatever. You know, those, you know, those 25, 30 gallons of gas may be priceless when it comes down to it, when there is no power to pump gas out of the ground. That's the other thing, guys. So what? There's gasoline at the, the refinery. So there's gasoline in the ground. But if you don't have electricity to turn that pump on, it ain't going to do you any good. So be mindful of those things.
0: Yep. And, and then here's the other parts. Go out there to the grocery store and go to the canned goods section, Right, the non-perishables canned goods. Uh-huh. And and find the ones that are under a dollar. You, you don't need high quality stuff here, right? We're just trying to survive, right? So find uh-huh. the the ones that are in 88 cent cans. And and you know, get like the the green beans, the corn, beans, beans are high in protein, high in carbohydrates, they're going to fulfill you. And, and the way I look at a can of food, right, is I'm not uh-huh. looking for a meal. I'm not looking to fill my stomach. I'm looking to survive. And so uh-huh. a can of beans or a can of corn will feed two people for a day. Okay? Just think about that. I mean, if you have one meal a day, and let's just say it's a can of beans, a half a can of beans, and you will live. You will live. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So, So think about that is that one can is going to be equivalent to two people, and you need about three to six months' worth of food for every member of your household. And so right. just go out there and, 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 and pick up some non-perishables. Pick up some canned goods, right? Have a, you know, have things that you can fall back on. Have a pantry, you know, grow Have your a garden. bag
1: of rice and a bag of beans. I mean, go get yourself a burlap bag of beans and rice from Costco or Sam's or wherever you go. Just pick one up. Have one in storage. Put it in a five-gallon bucket. Seal it up so the, the mice or other things won't chew through the fabric and get into there. But just have them in storage. And even if they go stale, I will eat. I will eat stale beans or rice uh, if I'm hungry, right? I mean, don't go out there getting all like, oh, you know, expiration dates and everything. It's like, hey, buddy, if you're hungry, you don't care what the expiration date said. You're still hungry.
0: So. That's right. And then <clears throat> on top of this. If you guys are looking for something that maybe if you have a little bit more money than everybody else and, and you want to go out there and get something that's already pre created for you, you can go to My Patriot Supply. Yeah. You can, they have 25 year plus shelf life food, dehydrated. It comes in bins that are hermetically sealed. Like, yeah, these things. And the meals, by the way, are awesome. And and you, the best way to get there is like you don't go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You go to redpills.tv slash patriot. So that's the web address. Redpills.tv slash patriot. And and you can check out my patriot supply. But that's yeah. all that I'm gonna do on, on that promotion. But listen, <clears throat> what you want to do is you want to be able to have enough food for three to six months for every member of your household. And and look, five to ten dollars a week at the grocery store is what you need to start doing now. If you just did 5 to $10 a week right now at the grocery store and just brought home some extra stuff, and then you you kind of filter through it. Once you have a supply, you have to start filtering through it. Like, we ran out of ketchup the other day, Jim. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, no. I don't want to go to the store. <laughs> and we're having burgers. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I ran downstairs. I go to my pantry. I opened up one of my bins, and there was some ketchup. Expired October 2022. And I said, oh, well. Bet still good. Yeah. Still good. Yeah. But so we you want to go out there and, and get yourself ready. So what are other things that you're going to want to have? Well, you're going to want to have clean water. The one thing right. is if electricity went out, Jim, your water yes. pump on the side of the road is not going to work. Yep. You're not going to have oh, yeah. running water at your house. And I know this is something that we always take for granted. So... If you live near a uh, fresh water, if you live near something that has an abundance of fresh water, I know in upstate New York you have plenty of that. But you know, right. if you're 20 minutes away from that fresh water, good luck getting up there. You might get robbed or something, especially with electricity being out because chaos and uh, terror is gonna and fear is gonna strike uh, people uh, later on. So, uh, collect rainwater. Mm-hmm. You want to have uh, maybe you get the bottled water. <clears throat> what I do is chlorine I get chlorine dioxide. Water. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. What I always do is I have bottled water. So I get the five-gallon jugs, and whenever I order them and have them come to my house and deliver them, I usually get five delivered for the month or five to ten delivered for the month. But I'll have them bring like five or ten extra. Hmm. And I'll take those five or ten extra, and I'll start throwing them in the basement in the pantry because that's never going to go bad. And that means that I'll always have an emergency water supply. Um, and then cl- like Jim said, chlorine dioxide, have chlorine mm. dioxide around, um, then what else you got? You got, uh, have, have an ability to make a water filter, know how to take sand and charcoal and rocks and make a, a, a very, very primitive water filter. Know how to distill water, know how to create a fire in case you have to. And I know people up there in Rochester, they have all those, uh, those, uh, old school fireplaces. Yeah. You know, I, I've talked about this a lot is, I grew up in Caledonia, and and people in this area remember the big ice storm that we had in the early 1990s. We were one of the only houses on our street that had a wood-burning stove. So people were coming over to our house and cooking food and boiling water. Right. Because we had a wood-burning stove. Yeah. I got one in my garage right now. I got one in my garage right now. Wood-burning stove.
1: Well, here's the thing, one thing, too. You talked about charcoal. Charcoal and ashes are probably some of the biggest keys to your life that you don't even realize how beneficial they are. Um, charcoal can do purification. It can be used as toothpaste. It can, If you get sick, you can use charcoal as a way to help get your uh, stomach right. But also, ash there's a lot of things you can do with ash. There's, there's certain types of uh, store, food storage you can do with it. It actually is high in minerals. People don't realize that charcoal and ash are a big part of your daily life. If you learn to use them properly and bring them into your life, you can make charcoal, you can make your own ash, you can do your own little fires in the backyard, something a little small, but the, be, be mindful of those guys. If you were thinking about like wanting to make soap, you're gonna need to find out how to make soap. Well, it's gonna take a fire, it's gonna take some ash, it's gonna take some lard and some lime, but those are things that you don't think about how you could have, you know, make your own soap in your own backyard. And it's not that hard. It really isn't. A lot of these recipes, remember, guys, they didn't have science kits. These were people that were on the prairie or on the frontier or out on their own that could literally do these things on, your, on their own. Why can't you? Why is it, oh, I live in a city. I just go to the store and get my soap. Why? Do you have to? Is there a rule that says you know all soap has to be bought through a big box store? No. Or do this. Go buy 20 bars of soap. And just keep 20 bars of soap on hand so that it, if, you, if we don't have soap anymore, well, at least you got a supply for a while until you can figure out how to make your own type of soap. Because soap really isn't that expensive.
0: Well, you know, actually, what you do is you can go on Amazon and you can get soap base. Uh huh. So you, you can get the, uh, the cubes that you can melt down and then you can mold them in the soap and you can right. add in all your own stuff. You can add in like coconut oil, you can add in an essential oil. It's actually really cool. Um, I, I just picked up some, so I'm going to start making my own soap. But for for yeah. everybody out there, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom and fear and panic, but listen, we are coming we to We said a very, this war very, was coming. Yeah, we can, we're coming to a very unstable point within the global community. The globalists are bringing in the Great Reset. What does that mean? Well, you have to go read... Uh, uh, what is it? It's, it's uh, how and... Um, I'm thinking Schwab, but it's not. How, it's how and uh, another science professor. They wrote a book called yeah. Generations, and then they wrote what's called The Fourth Turning, And every 90-year mm-hmm. cycle that we go through these various cycles, which occur, is global war and economic collapse. And we are coming into one of those cycles again. And If you listen to my last night's podcast, I go over a lot of um, kind of what the globalists are trying to do, why they're doing it, how they're doing it, what specifically the – great reset is the history of it a lot of this stuff but what I want you to understand is that these people will do everything in their power to make their agenda come to fruition and right now they do not control the narrative the information the news the media is not controlled by them it's controlled by us and they need to stop that we'll be right back with more Dark Delight show with us
1: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations
0: Alright, back to the Dark Delight Show. So Jim, what else? Yes, what sir. else can we do? What else? Can we do? We'll protect ourselves. Well, there's uh, there's okay. there's two other things I know that there's this old saying gold, silver, and brass to cover your booty. Right?
1: Your booty, right? <laughs> your A. Um hey, that, uh, copyright Jim Price, all rights reserved. Uh you know <laughs> Um <laughs> I need to do a trademark or something on that. Um, well, here's the thing. It, it, okay, just do this. Simply go back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, and find out that you really can live just like they did. And here's the thing. If you go back to living back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, you don't need the Matrix if you go in and create a property of your own to create your own biosphere effect where you have your own ecosystem going on from the front yard to the backyard to the garage to the basement you got you got mushrooms you're growing you got you know sprouts you're growing you've got chickens laying eggs you've got you know a goat producing milk whatever it is you can do all these things you'd be surprised well let's say maybe you don't want to have a goat but the neighbor does so the neighbor produces the the milk and you produce the eggs i mean you create a community effect but there's all these answers. But you guys say you want to create a parallel economy. Well, then quit trying to buy the next electronics. Go and buy yourself a wood burning stove and figure out how to use it and how to cook on it. Go ahead and find a way to produce your own food, to process your own food, and kill. And in fact, killing a chicken. I don't know when the last time you guys extra actually butchered a chicken or you know anything that was a livestock effect where you had to go ahead and you know dress it out and eat it. Now, uh, Josh was talking about when we were up there for Fourth of July, you know, he got to eat fresh, fresh chicken. And I'm going to tell you what, I know what that tastes like, Josh. It is completely amazing how much different the chicken is when you make it your or when you grow it yourself. But you also have to know how to dress it. How do you pluck all the feathers? How do you gut it? How do you pull the neck out? How do you do this or that? How do you kill it? Do you chop the head off? Do you string the neck? I mean, there's all these things. But and it's really What's amazing is when you go in to take the innards out, it's almost like in its own little capsule, its own little bag. It's not a big, bloody, gory mess, it, but if you do it right, but if you don't know how to do it right, you're going to need a lot of water, and it's not going to come out as the same. But when's the last time you actually you know, butchered your own chicken or a hog or a cow or a deer? You know, do you know how to you know, skin a rabbit? Do you know how to, to, to uh, dress out a dove? Uh, pheasants, do you know how to pull the breast meat out? These are all things that you have to ask yourself, and what's wrong with knowing that stuff? I just want to go to Walmart because Walmart's my friend, and Walmart has my best interest at heart, and I like watching the Disney Channel. Now, guys, you don't have to be that. You can do these things and create your own parallel economy where you're not giving money to the the big box stores. You're just keeping it yourself and producing your own thing. Oh, I'm, I'm buying a lot of grain. Well, you're not buying grain from Walmart. How about that? How about you're not buying it from a big box store? You're doing something for the local economy, which is improving your well-being and the world around oh, you, plus Jim, the food you bring
0: in. You make yeah. a good point here. <clears throat> is okay. Community is what will allow people to survive during the tough times that are coming up. If you go back to the Great Depression, community is what allowed people to survive, people helping mm-hmm. people. And so have an organization within your community. Go out there and find the local farmers. Go out there and find the people who have eggs and chickens. And I know a, I know a family right there in Avon. I know quite a few families right there in Avon, New York, that mm-hmm. have goats and they have chickens. And they would, you know, I'm not they, they don't want guests to come on over and start taking their stuff. But <laughs> they, they would definitely, you know, they have the eggs for trade and barter. They have the eggs for right. sale. They have... Uh, you know, goat milk and all this other stuff. And there's plenty of farms, just small little mom-and-pop farms all around those areas to where you can go and make a new friend and, and start a conversation and say, hey, look, you know, if, if uh, stuff hits the fan, you know, can can I come here and can I, you know, get some food for my family and this type of stuff? And they'll be like, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. And, but here's the thing is you have to have something to offer. So, you know, one thing that I also do, Jim? What's What's that? Is I always make sure that I have a a large supply of cigarettes and whiskey.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Everclear will go a long ways, folks. I know well, it in sounds the, weird. Yeah,
0: Everclear? But, well, I I have vodka, but but yeah, but people yeah. are like, "What are you, an alcoholic?" And you chain smoke? I'm like, no. But if, <laughs> if, if stuff hit the fan, yeah, uh, you know, yep. a few cartons of cigarettes. Guess what? Or one bags of, of tobacco. Yeah, one pack of cigarettes is now being traded for for bullets, uh, for uh, for yeah. food, for whatever you need. And the same yeah, thing absolutely. goes for for alcohol. And there's tons of other people yeah. out there.
1: Well, uh, we got a call, call go coming to, in. Yeah, go
0: ahead,
1: go ahead. Mike uh, from Rochester. You there, buddy?
2: Hey, Josh and Jim, how's it going, guys? Hey, I'd like to throw in a suggestion. Uh, uh, okay. About uh, medications and bandages. Um, mm-hmm. Get your medications, and actually, the, the Department of Defense has a uh, sheet that you could print out. They did a big study about um, the longevity of different medications and how far mm-hmm. past the expiration date things are good for. And you can print that yeah. out for free.
1: No way, really? They can tell you the truth? Yep.
2: <laughs> Tell you the truth, they, yep, yep. The military, our our taxpaying dollars actually did something good. What happened was they went through all their storages and figured out, okay, uh, what meds can be used and how far past the expiration date. Wow. Yep, you can look that See? up online, and it, it's about fourteen pages, and it gives you everything from Tylenol wow. to all your antibiotics. Yep, Pretty absolutely. Good. Oh, thanks, and Mike, one I other quick that. suggestion go ahead, go ahead. is uh, look up rocket stoves. They're very oh, smaller stoves, but so you could build them out anywhere from build them from, um cinder blocks in your backyard to hmm. uh, buying them, and they use very little wood. You could use uh, pine cones, um, anything that a burn, you could shove them in it for cooking. And wow, they're very great. little on the smoke side very little smoke if nothing at all so all right very guys that's
1: cool. all yeah. i have for that, for you thank you thanks man appreciate that no those are all, that's all good stuff i mean there's little things like you don't have to have a five foot tall eight foot wide fireplace in your house to be able to cook meals on you'd be surprised these little camping stoves that they've gotten really really efficient with that take very little fuel but create a lot of heat and a lot of burn surface area um you'd be surprised there's a lot of neat stuff out there and that technology has helped with but it's still old school processes right so that's that's how that works so i think it's great uh no that's awesome though so the, ter- I, the, the, the i just little one
0: i just bought
1: one <laughs> <laughs> well you should have bought two had one shipped to me I oh i
0: thought man, we were I'm in so this
1: together sad. josh
0: man i love you, all right Jim. i love you
1: yeah, you do. <laughs> well, no, we're going we're
0: going camping here in two weeks, and uh, this would actually be pretty perfect for camping. So, um, we're going to uh, Jim. Are you joining us in Utah?
1: I had I I'm screwing up on that. I need to – what date is that? Tell me when we're tell me when we're going to Utah, Josh.
0: We are going to Utah. It is July twenty seventh through okay. the first. So, I like so you can show up for a day if you wanted to, but it's okay. I know you, you do a lot of driving each year, so I'm not going to yeah. have you drive all the way to Utah for one, two nights. And, you know, that's, uh, so, I think
1: that's almost 18 <clears throat> hours for me there, if I remember. Yeah,
0: that's right. okay. It's about 16. Kind of like
1: going to Rochester. Yep. Yeah.
0: But actually, then, yeah, so in August, get... the end of August, I'm driving back to Rochester.
1: Uh, well, in August, though, every single weekend in August, I am on the road. Uh, i got the Jim Cabeasel event I have in Michigan. I've got another one in Illinois. I've got um, the Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium in Springfield that he's still doing the voter integrity stuff he's working on. Uh, that's coming up uh, in August as well, right before the other event. So, yeah, I'm going to be pretty busy in August. And I was supposed to be at – I didn't – Josh, I screwed this up. I was supposed to be at uh, in Florida right now at the Turning Point event with mm. – uh, I had applied for media, and then I didn't put it in my calendar. I applied for the media, got the passes and everything to go down to Florida to be a part of that. And then <laughs> I, for, I didn't put it in my calendar to plan to go down. So I should be in Florida right now at the Turning Point event with Charlie Kirk. And Trump's going to be speaking there tomorrow night at the, uh, at the Turning Point event. So anyway, no, that was one of those things I wish I would have been at. But <sighs> things we do for fun.
0: That's right. Well, getting back to preparation and supply. Right. So what are other things? Well, you know, have a way to defend yourself. Rochester is not, uh, you know, I've been seeing the news coming out of Rochester. Rochester is a high crime rate city. And so if you had no electricity for three months, what do you think is going to happen to all that crime from the inner city? It's going to move out into the suburban areas. So have a way to protect and defend yourself. And I know the the gun laws there in New York State are really vague and, and, and red-lined. But listen, a shotgun, a 12-gauge shotgun, is the best line of home defense that you could ever imagine. Oh well, yeah, it.
1: absolutely. <laughs> you can hunt with it. You can
0: defend your family with it. And so, you know, just, just keep that in mind. And they're not that expensive. So, oh, yeah. you know... You got that. I mean, you have, uh, you know, medicines, as uh, Mike was saying there. You, you know, have yeah. your medicines up to Have You know, one thing that we did on the Social Red Pill. Social Red Pill, by the way, is a, a private community that I operate. Um, and we, we had Sunday events for a little while where we talked about a lot of these things. And we'd get on Zooms and we'd all discuss how to prep and, and get ready for these types of things. So one of the benefits of joining the Social Red Pill, if you're interested in that, socialredpill.com. Uh, but... One of the things that we talked about was making a list, going out there and, and like getting people in your HOA community or your local community and saying, hey, look, these are my friends within my neighborhood. This is the distance to their houses, right? right. This is the map of our community and this is where all our, our friends and patriots are at. And then having them go and talk to their neighbors, especially the elderly or people who are disadvantaged – and, mm-hmm. and making a list of medications, uh, this person's on oxygen, they need 24-7 electricity in order to run this machine or something of that nature. Because during this type of event, those are the first people that are going to become victims. And if you care for those people and you want to help them, then you can be the person that's there for them, especially if you have a a generator or if you're already off grid or whatever it might be. So, you know, go ahead and do that and and make a list of their medications, because a lot of people who may be older don't have the capability to take care of themselves in the advent of something like this. Um, Right. But then also that same person might have a pantry full of food. So,
1: right. you know, or know how that, to can or how to process meat, right? Or how to can, how
0: out. to process, how to dehydrate, um, you know, take yeah. up a new skill. I, one thing that I'd like to do is I like to learn something new, learn something that I did not know that I did not know every week, make it a mission to go out there and learn something that you did not know that you did not know. So learn a new skill uh, right now. Like I, I just made my mushroom, my famous mushroom chocolates and oh, not, no. not the psychedelic mushroom chocolate. I do like the, the Lion's Mane, the Immunity Plus brand, the Cordyceps, and I make uh, – I, I do a, a, a homemade dark chocolate. So I take this dark cacao, 100% unsweetened, just the powder from the chocolate, right, without any processing. Right. I, uh, I, I take that in a, uh, a, a saucepan with a little bit of coconut oil and some refined coconut oil, and I mix that all together, and I sweeten it myself with some honey, Mm-hmm. And then I wait till it cools and right before it, it's, it's uh, at that point where it's starting to harden, I mix it in with a whole bunch of mushroom powders and uh, some wow. other like nourishment powders, uh, some yeah. turmeric and stuff like that. And uh, it's it, it, they're fantastic. I take one little cube a day and it just lights me up and gets my brain all mental clarity and it protects your immune system and it has so many yep. great benefits for you.
1: But I make those myself. What is it they – they say that you should be doing uh, two to three servings of mushrooms a week to stave off mental fatigue and deterioration of the cellular connections between the different parts of your brain. Uh, people don't realize that mushrooms are amazing for your brain. Like I'm just talking like the ones you get at the store, and I don't care how you make them up if you saute them or deep fry them, eat them. Mushrooms are amazing for you. You're like I don't like mushrooms. I don't like this. Well, I don't like that. Well, then second. get a capsule.
0: Well, hold on. I don't want What's to be that? attacked by the FDA here. Oh. But what I would highly recommend is, right. and I have no affiliation to this company whatsoever, It's Host Defense. Host Defense. You can just type it in. That's Paul Stamets. This guy is a mycologist. He is just absolutely amazing. But there's one thing about the mushrooms you find at the store. Now, portabella mushrooms are the most common mm. type of mushroom to eat. Do you know why?
1: I have no idea. I don't really like put the portobellos, but well, I think that, they're overrated. That's right.
0: <laughs> so there's a few different things about portobello mushrooms. Number, number one of the number one things is that there's a chemical in portobellos that's used in rocket fuel. Really? That same chemical also causes cancer. Oh. <laughs> All right. We'll nice. be right back with more Dark Delight show after this.
1: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
0: All right, back to the Dark Delight show. Well, you know, there's there's lots of things that we can do to prepare. And what I recommend to everybody out there is just prepare. Just make a list of things that you think you need to do. Go out there, do a little research, learn some new skills. But the primary things are water, food, and defense. Water, Mm -hmm. food, and defense. It's really that simple.
1: Now, it really is. I mean, there's not – Again, I mean, we, we're so used to going to the faucet. I mean, I don't have, have – have you ever, like, come home and you're like, oh, crap, the power's out. And then you start, oh, man, how long has the refrigerator been going? You know, not been going. Okay, uh, don't open the refrigerator. Don't – you know, and so the problem is your refrigerator may have up to about 12 to 24 hours worth of cooling power in itself, meaning that whatever it was frozen, it will try to maintain that for a while. But depending on how many times you open the refrigerator door – But think about how your life would change if there just is no more power for months at a time. Uh, We've already been practicing the brownouts in California, which, again, they're brilliant over there. Uh, But, you know, that's this whole thing. This is – be be prepared. You know, don't – and I'm not saying – I'm not saying, like, you know, don't get the wax pencils out and start, you know, camouflaging your face and – you know, and start doing the Rambo effect where you got the torn shirt bandana and you're running around your backyard doing, you know, army crawls and stuff. But you do need to be mindful of what you have and what you need to have just to be able to get through. Like I said, the little, you know, propane tanks for the grill outside, but the small propane tanks maybe for a little bitty grill. Uh, there's just different ways you can do it. Also, have you heard about those uh, propane exchange valves where you can move propane back and forth from like a big tank to a small tank? Have you seen those, Josh? No, I haven't. Yeah, there's a. There, you can actually go online, and so that way, if you have a propane tank, and let's say you have a little bitty bottle you want to use for interior lighting or whatever it is, you know, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to run the generator, but you want a little propane light for you know whatever in the evening. Uh, you can transfer from the big ones to the small one with this little attachment. So there's all kinds of stuff out there that you could do, but don't you know, make sure you got yourself a pocket knife. Make sure you got yourself a, a sharpening stone. You can have the greatest pocket knife and you know greatest knife collection. Like, oh, I got all these Bowie knives, man, I'm great. But the problem is, is that if you know anything about using Bowie knives or any type of knife, you got to keep an edge on it. Well, do you have a sharpening stone? Do you have the oil? Do you know how to sharpen a stone? Do you know what the right bevel is? Do you know? I mean, there's all this stuff. So again, I know I just know that it's too easy to go down to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever and buy a, a box full of. Uh, You know uh, box blades, but in reality, what happens when you want to try to dress out some meat, and you need a different type of a knife that really has a decent blade to it and some depth?
0: Practice, practice,
1: practice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Go ahead. What else we got,
0: Jim? What else do we want to prepare for? What else do we want to get? uh, I mean, oh, oh, you know what? I got one other thing. And we usually talk about this on Wednesdays. Well, gold and silver. I'm telling you, have some gold and silver. You know what, yeah. if stuff comes down to it and your credit and debit card don't work and yeah, people are maybe still accepting cash, but guess what they're going to accept more of? Gold and silver. Yeah. And so we all yeah. know getgoldtoday.com. Getgoldtoday.com is one of the sponsors of this show. Right. And Dr. Kirk Elliott, get on over there. Open an IRA, you know, and buy some gold bullion, gold and silver bullion. Because during this time, by the way, when you have this, 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 this type of event, it doesn't matter what the event is, any black swan event, the economy is going to crash. And when the economy crashes, gold and silver will go to the moon.
1: Yeah. And
0: when they Did go to the moon. Thing- hmm? <laughs> Did
1: you, uh, <laughs> Did you see right. that whole thing on XRP yesterday?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, li- listen, XRP, they came out of a lawsuit with the SEC. Um, the, the lawsuit's finally over. It jumped up like 76%. Uh, but that does not equate to XRP being the, uh, the facilitator of global transaction payment systems and XRP Ledger becoming the, uh, the solution for the global financial payment system that's going to replace SWIFT. Um, yeah, they're working with a few companies. They consulted with the IMF and World Bank, but that was basically to replicate what they've already done and not utilize what they have. Um, so there's a lot of people out there like, oh, XRP is going to go to like $20 and $50, $1,000. And like if you look at the market caps, that's quite literally impossible. But it's not uh, – it's just not plausible, especially at this time in the world. Uh, and right. so you know, the, the globalists are not going to make billionaires out of a whole bunch of conspiracy theorists who are holding thousands and thousands of XRP. Um as much as those conspiracy theorists would like that. But XRP is a good one. I think that um, we can see a, a high price of like $5 to $6 with XRP, which is at 86 cents now. So you can look at like a 5X return on that um, if you got into it now. Um, but crypto, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of crypto. But e- in right. the event that the electricity goes out, well, guess what? My crypto is null. Is you know, I have to... You know, I have to wait until that comes back online to use it. So that's why I have gold and silver. I got ten ounces of of silver sitting right in front of me, Jim. Ah, see, that's nice.
1: I like that. That's good stuff. Well, I mean, again, what do you do, right? You know, you got to protect you and yours. Don't don't be the victim. I don't understand why we have we have to think we have to live this. I don't. I don't I'm looking, guys. I have worked very hard to take myself back to a better place and you know you saw me when i was up there in new york a bunch of you guys were up there at the meet and greet it was awesome to see you guys there but you know i have I've, i you know i used to have really short hair i think mean, josh's hair right now is way longer than what i ever had my entire life but I'm looking back and I'm trying to figure out that things don't have to be all modern. Things don't have to be all click, 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 click. That maybe sometimes just cooking your, your food over a wood fire is actually just as great as just getting it from the drive-thru. Actually, it's better. I'm just kidding you. Um, but the idea that, you know, go back and find out what it's like to put your feet in the grass. Go back and find out what it's like to actually just enjoy listening to the birds in the in the trees and watching the wind blow the the limbs. That's That's what life is about, guys. It really is, not chasing down their tax brackets, not chasing down their, their what the shiny objects they give you. It's actually getting back to you, getting back to the basics. Huh? And it's amazing to be a part of that. You don't have to be in the system. I mean, we keep talking about that. Get out of the system, well, here you do it. Just get out. Go do it differently. Enjoy yourself. Put a piece of meat on a stick and... Burn it over some wood. It'll be the best meal you've had in a long time. I, don't, I don't, just don't think we realize what we've given away for these flat iron grills and the, and the Walmarts and the McDonald's and the Burger Kings of the world. We don't need that stuff. We just need each other. We don't need them.
0: Just need yeah, each was, other. Yeah. It's all about love. Love. <laughs> it's all about yeah. love.
1: But that's it. That's all we have to do. We can be the oh. difference makers. Yeah,
0: I agree, Jim. You know, there's there's a lot of things in life, and uh, you know, family is very, very important to a lot of people. So make sure you know where your family is. That that is also incredibly important. Uh, oh man, we yes, ran out sir. of time. <laughs> All right, no worries, <laughs> guys. This is the Dark to Light Show. We'll be back with you next Monday for more of the Dark to Light Show. Have a great weekend. Take care. We'll talk to you.